In today's Passion to Action podcast, you'll meet Daughters of Change, Kayla Norster, Outdoor Program and Adult Learning Specialist for the Girl Scouts of Maine, and Courtney Evans, Clinical Counselor and Volunteer Leader for two Girl Scout troops and Adult Learning Facilitator for the Girl Scouts of Maine. Both women are deeply engaged and immersed in one of the four pillars that form the foundation of the Girl Scout leadership experience, the great outdoors. When I initially heard this pillar, my mind immediately went to the summer camp experience. And while there certainly are wonderful and well-known Girl Scout summer camps in Maine, that, my friends, is just the tip of the iceberg. Did you know there are also outdoor adventures for adults? Neither did I. Today we're going to get the real scoop about these outdoor adventures from Kayla and Courtney. We'll learn about the different outdoor opportunities, how you can get involved, young or old, and how they help build girls and adults of confidence, courage, and character. Welcome to a Passion to Action edition of the Daughters of Change podcast, where you'll hear the stories of young women who have turned their passion into action through Girl Scouting. Encouraged and prepared through the Girl Scout leadership experience to imagine solutions and chase innovation where others only see challenges, these girls are exploring their big ideas with freedom and flexibility. They are motivated to build things from scratch, unleash their potential, and lead us toward the answers our future requires. Prepare yourselves to be amazed. Before we get started, a special thanks and a big shout out to our collaboration partners for the Passion to Action campaign. The Girl Scouts of Maine, building girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. And First National Bank and First National Wealth Management, serving Maine from 17 branches along the coast and inland in Bangor. Dream first, our best days are ahead. Hello, Kayla and Courtney, and welcome to the special Passion to Action edition of the Daughters of Change podcast. I'm so glad to have you both here. Awesome. Glad to be here. Yeah, and we have a lot of exciting things to talk about. We're going to talk about all of the fantastic outdoor opportunities for the young women and girls and the adults, which I never even knew existed with the girl. Well, I knew adults existed. I didn't know the programs for adults existed with the outdoor programs for the Girl Scouts of Maine. So we're going to we're going to dive into that. But before we do that, I want to ask you both a couple of questions so that the listeners can get to know you a little bit better and um, learn a little bit more about both of you. So, Kayla, I'm going to start with you. Are you are you okay with that? Yeah, definitely. Let's get started. All right. So, Kayla, how did you end up in your current role with the Girl Scouts of Maine? Well, um, I have been working for Girl Scouts for almost five years. And I uh, had initially started working in community engagement. I found Girl Scouts after I had just finished hiking the Appalachian Trail. And my passion for the outdoors was 
clearly visible, I think, for the organization because I would be helping out outdoor programs and adult programs when I could. And probably as of March of 2020, they uh, developed a new role for Girl Scouts to help focus on the outdoors so we can provide better programs. And so that's where the outdoor program specialists and adult learning specialist role came to play. And I applied for it immediately. I was like, that's that's my calling. And so um, here I am today and I get to just plan and help outdoor programs for Girl Scouts for girls and adults and whether they already are out the, and outdoors or if they are looking to get outdoors. And so that's that's kind of how it all came about. So that's really interesting. So you're you're actually working your passion, which is really nice. Yes, definitely. Um, and I, I'm just enjoying the the sense of community that I was able to carry from my hiking community to be able to pass on that passion and the love for it to Girl Scouts and whether it be girls or adults and get them getting outdoors as well. Well, that, you know, that's uh, that's a nice place to be sitting because not everybody is as lucky as you are to be working in a job that they wake up every day and they're excited to get started. So good for you. I love that. And now I want to ask uh, you, Courtney, because Courtney, you you do this as a volunteer. I mean, you are a clinical counselor, right, for a psychiatric hospital. Yeah. So this is something that you do on a volunteer basis, but you're really involved. You lead two troops and then you do all of the adult training and the facilitation. So what was it that made you want to get involved with the Girl Scouts of Maine as a volunteer? Well, I was a Girl Scout when I was younger. Um, I unfortunately ended um, when I went to high school just because I got involved in a lot of activities, but it meant a lot to me then and in my early adult years and into my, my eventual career, a lot of the skills that I had learned as a Girl Scout stuck with me. And so it's always been an important part of my life. And when it was time to enroll my daughter, I absolutely jumped at the chance to get her started out as a daisy. And... Uh, Uh, There came a point in time when one of her troop leaders needed to step down and I volunteered to step in because I wanted to see that continue. Uh, She was enjoying it. The girls were enjoying it. And you need two leaders to to run the troop. And that I just duty called. So um, I didn't think twice about it. And I've had a blast ever since. Uh, I've increased my volunteer work with Girl Scouts of Maine and now do the adult learning facilitation um, because I love to teach. So it started as something you were doing for your daughter and ended up being something that's really important to you. So that that's interesting. I like, I like that. That's kind of that full circle thing. And then you were a Girl Scout as well. Absolutely. And it feels that way every time. It, it's like, okay, it, it really is a sisterhood. Yeah, it's nice. I can tell that um, every time I do another one of these podcasts or live and I, I talk to the women and the girls, it's it's really, um, you can tell how important it is and, and the camaraderie is really nice. So Kayla, I have to ask you something because this is one of the first questions that popped into my mind as a quasi outdoorsy person. Do the girls and the adults who get involved in the outdoor programs have to be avid outdoor enthusiasts like do they have to already know how to scale mountains and climb knife's edge and stuff like that <laughs> no no definitely not and I'm, I'm glad you asked that and that's one of the really cool things about um all of the programs that we offer is because 
we work with whatever level that you're at and you grow from there. So, however, we have options for those that are looking for more of a challenge too. And we offer trainings and resources to help you get where you want to be. So when we're all together, we're experiencing a great dose of these adventures together. And we learn so much about ourselves and others. And we become really essentially storytellers. Um, there's never a dull moment in the outdoors. And that's what I love about it. And so um, you get a great group of women or girls together. And somebody might have the experience that you are talking about with scaling mountains and somebody's idea of getting outdoors might be going outside to read a book on a bench. And so we kind of come together and we talk about these experience and grow from wherever we're at and work from there. And if you are interested in the outdoors, but you don't even know where to start, there's probably a resource or training for that or somebody that is willing to work with you, um, to get you where you need to be. And it's just a wonderful thing. And it's that this is what makes my job super fun is because I see so many different levels of the spectrum, but I'm also still learning from people too, that have done way crazier things in the outdoors than I've ever dreamed of in regards to traveling experience and getting out on the highest elevation mountain in a different state or our state or Maybe it's even just starting something simple with some really cool fishing that we haven't explored somewhere in our beautiful state of Maine. That's really nice to know, because I, I imagine that there are a lot of people that that would love to get involved, but maybe think that uh, they're not experienced enough to do it, you know? So um, especially when you live in Maine, because there's a lot of outdoorsy people here. So, you know, you're always comparing yourself to to that. So I think that's that's really good. So there you have it, people. You you do not have to already be an avid outdoor enthusiast to get started with this. And and I know that the there's progression, which you alluded to, to there, Kayla, and we will actually talk about that more. But right now, Courtney, I'd like to ask you, why the outdoor experiences are so important for the girls and the adults? That's a really good question. Um, remember that saying, go outside and get some fresh air? We used to hear from our parents when we were younger, or maybe as parents have said ourselves. Uh, it's, it's the truth. Being outdoors in nature is incredibly beneficial. And it's, it's beneficial for physical, for psychological well-being. And our goal as Girl Scouts is to help build girls of courage, confidence, and character. There is no better place than using nature as a playground to learn those skills. The opportunities and experiences provided in the outdoors helps boost self-esteem from setting up a tent by oneself to cooking in a Dutch oven, using coals, to hiking, to archery, to learning which knots to use, which really actually does come in handy once you learn it. Um, our girls become confident and self-sufficient in the outdoor domain, but it leads over into day-to-day -day skills. So the same can be said about adult Girl Scout volunteers. They're working on gaining those skills of courage, confidence, character. When they're learning the skills, they're going to be teaching our girls in an outdoor setting. So we use the outdoors as a classroom for experiential learning for our adults uh, as a way to kind of demonstrate how things are going to look when they're in an outdoor setting with their, with their girls. Yeah, that's, I love that. Especially the, conf I imagine the confidence building is huge. I, I mean, I just think of myself moving to Maine as a young girl, having lived, you know, in the outside of the city. So my first experience with 
some of, uh, you know, was, was probably when I was like 11 or 12 years old and how good I felt about myself when I got out and did something new and actually accomplished it. So Kayla, I, I want to ask you about the types of outdoor experiences that are offered to the girls and what is unique about the way they're structured. And I also want to know if your kitty cat is a Girl Scout because I can hear her in the background. What's her name? Oh, that's my cat. That's Lucy. <gasps> oh, that's your cat, Courtney. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Is Lucy part of the outdoor experiences? Uh, Lucy is an indoor cat, um, but yeah. she likes she likes to pretend that she goes outdoors um, by sitting in the windows and, and she'll howl oh. at everything that's outside. <laughs> oh, that's a riot. All right. So I had to digress a minute there because I'm a total cat lady. I'm a crazy cat lady. And I heard the kitty. So the kitty's part of the pot. So Lucy is is also part of this podcast. For all the listeners She's out famous there. now. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. She's going to be on Cats of Instagram. <laughs> Kayla, so coming back to the question I started to ask you before we talked about Lucy, what are the types of outdoor experiences offered to the girls and what is unique about the way they're structured? Well, there's lots of different opportunities to get into the outdoors and um, just, you know, to talk about Lucy, we do have an animals and pet badge. And so that can be as simple as getting in the outdoors as you want to be if you want to be introduced to animals, uh, bugs, also exploring the night sky. But it also can get to the, you know, what we might consider the more adventurous end of the spectrum of zip lining, rock climbing, paddling, rafting. And then there's usually stuff of like right in between with archery. Um, and then, the, of course, hiking and camping, which are close and dear to my heart. So I might talk about that a little bit too much sometimes. So I'll try to tone it down. But we work in regards to, we kind of follow this progression structure when we're working with girls and we really focus on girl-led stuff too. So if you picture a staircase and I'm talking with my hands, so you can't, uh, listeners, I should say, <laughs> might not be able to see this, but if you have a staircase at the bottom of the staircase is something like looking out. So you're meeting with your girls or whether you're working with adults might just be uh, talking about getting outside and you're looking out the window and you're planning what you might need for that outdoor adventure. And then kind of in between, maybe you've packed your bag, you've put together a list of what you'll be doing and you've stepped outside maybe just to the backyard. At the very top of that staircase is probably something like a one to two day adventure, maybe a camping trip, a rafting trip, or just a, just traveling. And so we work with girls and adults at that bottom of the step, and we work our way towards that top together as a troop. And if there's one person or even the whole troop that hasn't really felt confident or we've had a few, you know, hiccups walking up that staircase, we'll step back. And so we'll do it and we'll do it as a troop. We're not just going to be like, oh, okay, Lucy, you're, you're good. And uh, you can go on to the whole staircase, but the rest of the troop needs to hang back or vice versa. We, we come back together. We go as fast as the slowest person in the group. And there, you know, you learn from those little hiccups and figure out what can we do to make this better for our next time? So when we know that we're a little bit further away from home or we're making a bigger trek, that we have the skills to make this work. And the girls are in the process of planning these two. And so that's where the girl led comes into hand. And um, one of my favorite examples is, you know, some troops, um, I've heard of stories of 
the troop leader is letting the girls plan the camping trip and pack what they're going to be bringing. And then the girls forget to bring a spatula. <laughs> and so it's like, how do you, how do you come back from that if with cooking? And they, you know, they learn from those little hiccups of where they can excel better. So maybe they've improvised with something at that, at that troop or they've just realize that okay well we're gonna we're gonna have to do this without <laughs> so um there's lots of different outdoor experiences and it looks different for everybody and so you might find troops just stay at that lookout or the walking out in the backyard and that's fine for them but then there are some that are like how can we get to that next level and so they set those goals and they work towards them and figure out how they can get there and it might be within a year it might be within a few years it varies. And that's the beauty of it. There, there's nothing that's set in stone that says you have to be here by this certain time and everybody has to, to do it. Yeah, I, I really I like that because it's, it sounds like there are a couple of things that you said that you're you're as fast as the slowest girl and that they're girl led. So these experiences, these outdoor uh, programs and adventures and experiences, they, you know, the, the girls are talking about it. They're making sure that it, everybody's comfort level is being reached and it's a progression. So there's something for everybody. Like you don't have to start out outside of your comfort level, but you can build up, use that analogy of a staircase. I, I really like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's great, especially for parents that have, I know you do it for adults too. And we're going to talk about that in a minute with Courtney, but I, for somebody whose child isn't, um, that well-versed in the outdoors, they don't have to worry that they're going to be pushed way, beyond what they're comfortable with and and that whole idea of teamwork and team effort that's so cool um and courtney let's talk about the let's talk about the adults here for a second what are the outdoor opportunities for the adults well we've got some incredible opportunities for adults um because adults are young at heart um and so Outdoor opportunities include Camp Adventures for Grownups, which is offered in August at Camp Natarsui in Millinocket with stunning views of Katahdin, probably the best views in, in all of the state. Um, we've also got the Chilling Out edition of Camp Adventures for Grownups, which is offered in February at our Camp Pondicherry in Bridgeton, which offers stunning views of the White Mountains. And in February, they're covered in snow and they're absolutely gorgeous. Uh, each of these programs are, they offer different tracks. Our summertime adventure offers a summit trek up Katahdin, a smaller trek up another mountain in that area, a low trails hike. You can cook. There's just kicking back and enjoying the, the adventure itself. There's a spa track, um, folklore and art, canoe craft, kayaking, archery, and there's even a camp sampler. Um, in the past, we've even offered wilderness first aid, which is really cool. Um, which is a nice, nice added bonus and feature for a lot of our, our troops that like to go out adventuring. Uh, the troop leaders like to get certified in, in that. The Chilling Out Edition uh, is really fun. It provides an opportunity for three different levels uh, to participate. And there's an extreme adventure where you'll spend all day exploring frozen waterfalls, hills, and lovely winter scenes all around Camp Pondicherry uh, by snowshoe. Uh, with the ultimate goal of camping out and sleeping outside, yes, outside in the winter, um, which is so much fun. 
we've got a middle track where you do some snowshoeing and outdoor play. Uh, you might do some sledding, might do some winter cooking, or, you know, just kind of chilling in the lodge a little bit. And then there's a lighter track, which is lovingly called the Goldilocks track. It's uh, got more indoor opportunities where you might get to hang out in the roaring fire in the chalet, maybe, maybe do a little bit of outdoor fun. And just something that you actually, um, when we were talking previously before the podcast, you had mentioned that there are opportunities for people to volunteer, even if they, with these outdoor adventures, even if they don't want to be a full-on troop leader, right? So you need volunteers just to come for, I don't know if one-offs is the right word, but you might have different um, outdoor adventures where you need multiple adults and somebody doesn't have to necessarily say, I'm volunteering to become a troop leader. Is that correct? Absolutely. And Kayla can probably speak more more to this. Um, but I know for our troop, we have had parents volunteer and sign up to volunteer to be uh, drivers. So going to and from uh, like troop activities in the community, um, if it was a field trip sort of a thing, we, we needed parent volunteers or even family volunteers to help with, with roles like that as well. And I know that Kayla is talking about developing a program for, for individuals to do camp type or outdoor type activities that, you know, they don't have to be troop leaders to, to volunteer to do that. That's really cool. So there, there are so many ways for people to get involved and, and it's, it's a great way to give back and mentor. I mean, ugh. And I'm telling you, some of the, the some of the young ladies I'm meeting from Girl Scouts could mentor some of myself and some of the adults I know. So let's just let's just get that straight. I mean, there's some pretty incredible girls and young women here. And so, Kayla, we talked about how the outdoor experiences are, you know, have the progression built in. But how do the outdoor experiences, the progression, and the badges that you could earn, you know, with the outdoor uh, programs. How does that tie into the other programs that the Girl Scouts do? Well, the outdoors is real. It's as real <laughs> as it can be. Um, you can't really control what the outdoors wants to do. Um, it's it's literally wild. Um, so, you know, you're dealing with rain when you don't expect it, even if it says 100%, you know, no chance of rain or clouds or anything that day. And so you have to make sure that you're prepared and so we teach those girls those types of things. But sometimes things break. Sometimes you forget things like we talked about. And so whether you're focusing on just our outdoor badges um, or you're exploring our other badges, you learn something from everyone. And so we have life skill badges. And so the girls have the opportunity to learn first aid. And I can't tell you that first aid is only pertains to the outdoors. It pertains to so many other things. And you don't plan on wanting to use first aid, but knowing how to do it is, is great, especially when time comes, as well as our engineering badges. Um, you know, I, I mentioned as an example for getting a spatula to bring to when you're camping to cook and you can come up with something really creative on the whim just because you've learned those other skills from engineering, um, whether something breaks, but also just that confidence and courage you get from doing those adventures. I mean, adventure energizes you and it's just, it's so great to be outdoors that, like I said, you can't control what's happening out there. You run into things that you don't expect to see and you learn from those experiences and you bring those stories back to your troop and 
you go on to the next thing that your troop does and you can reflect back on that experience and be like, oh, well, remember that time that we were out in the woods and we ran into this? Um, you know, you're identifying, you're learning to ID plants and other things, not just from badges, but just being out there because it's, it's really what happens. I mean, you're not, not everything is badge work. It's just sharing those experiences from an adult perspective and a girl perspective that one brings to the, the troop that another might and not. And so you might not know how to identify poison ivy until you worked, you know, you ran into it or somebody else pointed it out while you're walking in the woods. And it's not something you, you automatically think to go over the first troop meeting. And so getting out and experiencing these things helps them work better on their own and think on the spot better because they're usually, like I said, you just can't control everything outside of you. So you learn to adapt in whatever condition is thrown at you. So it's wonderful. Everything ties in. It's all interrelated. Even if you think about the, you know, the different pillars that the Girl Scouts have. I mean, seriously, like you said, somebody could be engineering something. I've got to put this tent together or make it a different way or everything um, is collaborative, if you will, or, 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 you know, kind of symbiotic. So that's, that's really, that's interesting. I like that. And Courtney, I, I want to just, you know, we've talked about the progression of the programs for the kids, but what are your reflections about why the progression of the outdoor programs is so successful for the volunteers and the adults? For us, the progression is important because some of our, our adults and our volunteers have never actually been outdoors. They've, I mean, they've been outdoors, but they've never put up a tent or they've never even tied a knot. And so um, for them to learn about the progression and, and follow along with some of their girls as they've been progressing, uh, it, it's a really positive and rewarding experience because it's nice to watch our volunteers grow along with their girls together. It really helps them to examine, explore, test out and refine their skills um, these skills are necessary to, to eventually progress to great multi-day vacations in the woods, um, which we are hoping, you know, is the ultimate goal for some of some of our girls because they really they really want to get out there and they, they want to venture out. Um, and so through these experiences, we become better adventurers ourselves as adults, because, again, we are kids at heart. We get to go outside and play, too, in this process. And so through the progression of be it the badges of a program of a journey, whatever each level progresses to the next, which is really, really nice. Each layer builds upon. So from daisies to brownies to juniors and all the way up to our, our high school seniors, every level is built upon the last to keep them moving forward and eventually be self-sufficient to do it on their own. And yes, even our adults and volunteers can be self-sufficient to do it on their own too, which is really cool to see. Yeah, and you're actually working on some really cool things with a group of girls now. We're going to talk about that in a second. But before we get to that, Kayla, I wanted to ask you, it, it's something that we actually talked about um, offline on a different occasion, but are the girls also learning from their failures? If that Maybe failure isn't the right word, but, you know, from something maybe they don't complete in the outdoors. Are they also learning from that? Oh, for sure. And I mean, I'm glad that you said it also that, you know, failure might not be the best word, but um, girls and adults definitely learn from their failures. So failure is just 
The way I like to look at it is just a part of the lesson, a part of the success, and it's how we build the character. The character that we're talking about girls, you know, we're building for girls with the courage, confidence, and character. That is where it comes from probably the most. Um, and they might not realize it at the time, but they might, you know, years down the road might look at it and be like, oh yeah, like that's where I, I got that. Um, and so maybe they didn't make it to the whole high ropes challenge, or maybe they fell halfway up and decided at that time that they were too tired right then and there to try again. Either way, they did better than if they were just at home sitting on the couch or decided they didn't want to try. And you have a great support system around you when you're doing these things. Like you're in a safe environment and there's cheerleaders around you no matter what you're doing, um, whether you're on the ground or up high, there's somebody rooting you on or ready to hold your hand and be like, I'll help you through this. Let's do this. And so maybe that time you didn't complete it completely, but you know what to expect the next time and you know what to do to prepare. And those trials and triumphs give us something to bond over. And it just keeps us alive, just keeping that energy and that adventure aspect. I mean, you can, I just know so many adventures I've been on that I've excelled out of my comfort zone with leaders and just been talking about it like days after weeks after and be like, Oh my goodness, you remember that? And, you know, seeing like when we're learning to train for these types of things for the high ropes, as an example, and I see a volunteer going up a 30 foot tree to, you know, set up the high ropes before I go. And she's, you know, 50 years old. And I'm like, okay, my hands are sweating just watching her. I'm like, I, I, need, I need to do that now too, if she's doing that. And so we're in this together and, you know, you experience that. Um, and you're like, okay, how are you feeling up there? And just hearing the stories and knowing, and then, then some people might decide that day, you know, it's not for them to get up 30 feet up in the tree and that's okay. And maybe they decide that they don't want to do that and nobody's going to hold it against you. But you know you're in a safe spot when you're doing it and that you can you can go up anytime and if you know you chicken out if that's even the term you want to use if you decide at that point that you want to get halfway up and come back down that's fine too because you've you've experienced something out of your comfort zone to get you to another level that you're like oh okay and you know you might know where your limit is and you might know okay that that was enough for me and I don't think I want to ever do any of that stuff again or you might be like, oh, that was good. Um, not today, but maybe the next day or something. And so you learn from those experiences. You learn where your limits are, your boundaries, what you're ready to reach for, and what you're capable of. Because you might not think that's ever for you, but you do it anyway. Because you've got the encouragement of your sisters right there. And you're like, wow, I'm really surprised I like that. And so it's, it's just a, a cool experience. And I don't know if there's such a thing as failure. But that's the word that we've dubbed it sometimes. And, you know, that's what we can talk about with those girls and just remind them that there's, there's failure in your mind, but it's really not that it's just a lesson. It's just a little hiccup and let's figure out how we can work through it to get next to it. And that, and that's, like I said, it's not just the girls, it's the adults too. <laughs> I mean, we've all, we've all been there. Failure doesn't have an age limit. It's not like, Oh, you're 18, no more failures for the rest of your life. It, it follows us throughout life. And we take those experiences with us and, um, it's cool to interact with other adults and hear something that they've talked about from their Girl Scout experience as a child and how they've applied it to lessons today. So it doesn't end. It has no, it has no limit. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's really, if you think about it, that, that old, um, adage, it's not necessarily, it's about the journey, not the destination, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And and you do, I mean, where do, where do you learn more in life than, 
when something doesn't go the way you anticipated. So I, 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 I thought that was an important point to cover. And I know that that was something that you felt was important to cover too, Kayla. And Courtney, I want to go back to that group of older girls that you're currently working with, because we talked about this a little bit uh, earlier. And so you're working with the, uh, the, their older girls, and it's a great example of the prog- how the progression of the programs works. So can you tell us about um, how you and the girls worked up to what you're doing and actually what you're doing now? So absolutely. Our girls first began working on progression right from the very start as daisies. Um, They explored through looking out, through meeting out. They'd talk about conversations about the outdoors, about the weather, things that they see. Maybe, you know, what do I need today? Do I need a raincoat? Do I need an umbrella? Maybe some boots are a good idea too. Um, And actually, they kind of learn a little bit about the weather and and looking out and what's important for layering, starting with our cookie booths, because you never know what the weather is going to be at a cookie booth. So we're starting to encourage some of the right things to wear for outdoor activities when they're out there selling their cookies. Um, And so this progressed to actually moving out where we take smaller field trips around the block from our meeting location. We take them outside on site to kind of look at what they would see in flowers and trees. Eventually, we took a small hike in our city forest where they got to explore and learn some of some of the nature scenes and, and smells and all the senses that you would experience in a natural setting. We're very fortunate to have something like that in our city. Uh, eventually, they worked toward cooking out and sleeping out in a backyard, and this was fun. It was also an eye-opening experience for myself and my co-leader at the time to have a whole bunch of girls in a backyard camping out. It was great. Um, it was kind of drizzly, too. So again, it's that experiential learning of, uh-oh, the weather's not always going to cooperate. But uh, we had one of our girls that that night had never actually had a s'more before. And it was her first s'more experience. And I can still see the grin from ear to ear as she was asking if she could have another one because it was the best thing that she had ever had. And so it was it was just so cool. And and so that right there kind of kind of capitalizes on exactly why we do what we do, because we give our girls the experiences that they may have never had before. And so from there, our girls are starting to progress to to doing some really cool camping out on the weekends um, and adventuring to multi-day trips uh, now that they're older. So They've learned about what's important to bring with you on a trip. They've learned about fire safety, how to pack a backpack. I brought in a lot of my gear and some unnecessary gear and some necessary gear and kind of asked them, okay, I'm going on a, I'm going on an adventure. What do I need? And so it was, it was a fun little scavenger hunt for them to be like, okay, what's important to pack in the backpack and what's not. And we actually have some of our girls that have had some awesome experiences through our summer camp programs, such as hiking and camping on the Bigelow Range here, and as well as hiking and camping 30 plus miles on the Appalachian Trail, which is just, it's phenomenal. So I can't wait to start doing some of those outdoor winter activities with our girls because they are now progressing to the sleeping outside stage. I cannot wait to teach them all about those cool skills. Yeah. And, and as I said, you're doing um, some really interesting stuff. And I, I, I love how you, you know, you actually, to put it in perspective, that you're teaching the girls how to layer. 
their clothing to stay warm just when they're out selling outside at their cookie booths. So right from the beginning, again, we're seeing how everything ties in, all of the the different things and how everything is really uh, a piece of the greater whole with the Girl Scouts. So now one of the tenets um, is to leave no trace. And Kayla, can you talk, I think especially when we're talking about outdoor experiences, what does leave no trace mean? And how do you teach that to the girls? Yeah, so essentially leave no trace is just that. We don't want to leave a trace that we've been around. So we are, we're looking to minimize the impact and we teach the girls to you know take only photos, leave only footprints. And we want to teach them to respect the outdoors and respect others while we're out there. And so oftentimes they know to pass that along to others when they're out and about. So we're leaving it a better place. And that's one of the other things that Girl Scouts focuses on is just leaving things better than we found it and to make the world a better place. And where do you start is, you know, the place that we live. We all live on Earth. And so how can we keep it nice? And so when we're doing outdoor ventures and even just as simple as Courtney is talking about is, you know, having our cookie booths. How can we be respectful of things around us? Uh, practice leave no trace everywhere you go. But of course, you know, the trails is a common one. So we want to make sure that they know, like, let's not let's not blast our music on the trail as much as we want to have some tunes that might motivate us as we're going up. And although it's really cool to see some deer or moose in the wild, let's not go disturb it and try to see if we can get the best like Instagram photo for it. You know, let, let, let that be. And enjoy that moment, that memory, and move on. And that's just, you know, the start of it. And so we practice that with a lot of our outdoor adventures, but we do have several different badges that focus just on that outdoor stewardship that's just like, okay, what does Leave No Trace look like in this aspect? You know, dealing with the animals as well as dealing with others and the trails and how can we help make a difference with that? And so we might even take it to the next level of take action projects of going out and cleaning up trails and helping to maintain trails and doing trail work to help, you know, other organizations keep those trails nice. So it looks like a lot of different things and it's nice for them to know like, okay, yeah. And like to, to see them pass it along to the next person, whether it be an adult or a girl of like, yeah, no, we, we don't like to step off the trail despite how muddy it is where we typically have to walk because we're creating a bigger mess somewhere else and we could potentially ruin that vegetation that's there. And yeah, I know you want to throw that orange peel out there, but it takes forever to degrade just as much as how natural it can be. And so these are things that, you know, we, we as even adults might not know. And so if we're teaching it early to them, they can pass it along to the next person and, you know, in whole make the world a better place and minimize our impact on it because we want to, you know, we want to keep this place nice because we all live here. <laughs> and so, and I want, I want it to be around for a while. Um, I really enjoy it. And it's just, um, you know, you hear about stories. There's some beautiful places in Maine that have just shut down to campers and other, you know, place tumble Down's a great example. Tumble down mountain has shut down to campers because people are building fires where they're not supposed to, they're leaving trash. Um, and so we want to prevent that. And, the girls, when we're talking about any of these aspects, they know they learn about it early on. And so we don't have to experience that later on. So they know that like, okay, let's keep this place nice because I want to be able to camp here in the future. 
Yeah, and I like that. I, you said something you said when you were talking was leave it better than how you found it as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, if we, we should think about, as you alluded to, we should think about that in terms of just how we live our lives and how we leave the world, right? So they're they're learning a great a great lesson in it. And uh, yeah, I love it. I just love it. I really do. And Courtney, as a mom and a volunteer, what similarities do you see between what the girls and the adults are learning by participating in these outdoor programs and adventures or, or you know, even just in general? Absolutely. I, I see excitement in their eyes. I, I see them light up after they've successfully started a fire for the first time in their, their life. I see exclamations of pride when they tie their first successful knot. Uh, I see frustration when the wind is blowing just right or the kindling is wet from a rain the night before and the fire just won't start. We use those moments as opportunities to teach. And so we have our adults think about, okay, so in this situation, if this were happening to your girls, what could you do? Uh, And then, you know, explore alternatives like what could you have done differently? What worked well? What did you learn and what did you take away from this? It's, again, those learning opportunities to think creatively, to think outside of the box. Um, But also... It's the same thing that we're teaching our girls. You know, we use that same type of questioning to get them to think and and to change and to grow. And we are encouraging them to do that independently without giving them the answers. Uh, but one of the things that I see as far as similarities without with, with these programs in particular is I see our girls growing together. I see them coming together to to take charge on different tasks. Like if they're setting up a campsite, you know, some are starting cooking, some are setting up the tent, some are getting the firewood ready, some are, you know, getting the flag ready for a flag ceremony and so on and so forth. And it's, they are really truly coming together in roles that I, I think is phenomenal. And it's happening with our adults too, because we have them perform the roles that the girls will. And so again, it's, it's asking what, what did you think of this experience and what are you going to bring back to your girls? What, what, what are you going to take away from this experience? Yeah. And I think you had mentioned to me and it, this stuck with me um, when we first met you had mentioned that you're not just building girls of confidence, courage, and character, but it's helping the adults to build confidence, courage, and character as well. Absolutely. So it's, you know, like it's never too late to be learning, right? And to be improving. So really nice. I like that. And and Kayla, tell me something. How does working with volunteers and adults help you to be better at your job? Oh, wow. Just... Just the perspective and their experiences that they're they're going through, whether it be with their girls or what they've done on their own as adults and other experiences. And, you know, they'll share the challenges with me or their fears about certain things. And it's nice to, you know, listen to it, take it in and come up with new ways to help them get over, you know, whatever it is that they've come for an obstacle or bring their ideas that they've come, you know, brought to me about, oh, I think that we should do this. And okay, yeah, how can we tie that in to our programs? And like, what can we do to make this better? Um, One of the, you know, the main goals of my job is to help people get outdoors and get comfortable. And so I'm, you know, creating outdoor programs for the girls 
but I'm also trying to help those adults get comfortable bringing the girls outdoors. And so it's, you know, you run into whole different aspects. And so talking about it's like, why haven't you got outdoors or what, what's keeping you from doing this and hearing their fears, um, helps me figure out, okay, how can we get past that? And so I've implemented, you know, different training opportunities or resources to get there, but also their experiences and their perspectives are just nice to be like, oh, I've never looked at it that way. Or, oh, wait, you're, you don't like the outdoors? Oh, just joking. <laughs> but I mean, that is, that can be a thing. And so it's like, okay, how do I, how do I make them see that it doesn't have to be an intense adventure? Like Courtney and I tend to spend our, you know, our free time doing that it can be just as simple as going and enjoying the outdoors, sitting on a bench, observing nature, and giving back to the community in some aspect to make the world a better place. So there's lots of different things, but I think all in all, um, it, it's really just the perspective and their experiences so I can figure out how do we get to the next step if that's what you're looking to do. So it's like having another set of eyes. Yeah, really. Lots you know, another, of them. <laughs> and it's another great. set of eyes and ears, actually, I should say. Yeah. And, all right, so you both, you know, I'm sure that the girls and the adults participating in these programs are building some really cool memories. But I would like to hear from both of you, one of your favorite memories, you know, just in a, maybe two or three sentences, I'm going to ask you each what your favorite memory has been. Um, maybe not your favorite, but just one that stands out. So Courtney, how about for you? All of them? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to choose. Um, probably sleeping outside in the winter, but then there were some Katahdin summits and then fording a stream because the bridge was washed out. No, it, I, for me, it was definitely co-facilitating the extreme adventure track with Kayla last year, well, two years ago, and uh, sleeping in a hole in, in seven degree temps in the middle of winter and not being cold. Like I, I hate being cold. And for me not being cold, cause I was layered appropriately. And then we did what we were supposed to do as far as following directions for sleeping outside. And I was absolutely impressed and amazed. And I literally, for me being a co-facilitator in that adventure to come out of that and feeling confident my own right you know it's, it's like okay this really is happening this is what we're, we're teaching this is what we're doing and so i was an example of of what we are striving to do for our adult volunteers and for our girls wow that's really cool that you slept in the hole and you weren't cold all right i'm gonna do it it's caught on tape it's it's officially official you're yes, coming february, february 4th well all right you know i'm gonna think about it because why not <laughs> Why not? If I can sleep in a hole, anybody can in the cold because I it, like this would be a huge challenge for me. That's why that appeals. How about you, Kayla? What's a what's one of your favorite memories that you've um, you know, that it's come to you through the, the outdoor programs? Oh, I have to agree with Courtney. There's so many. Um, and I might have to share two really quick ones with the girls and the adults perspective. And I think that, you know, one of my first hikes, I brought some girls on and I usually, you know, I'm in the front of the, the group most of the time and leading. And as we're getting close to the summit, one of the girls behind me is like, oh, my God, are we almost there? I've never I've never been on a mountain before. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And so I was like, we are almost there. And as we got close to the summit, I stopped and I was like, do you want to take the lead and go up? And she was like, yeah, I would love to. And she got to the summit and just seeing, you know, the view from the top of the mountain. And she's just like, oh, my goodness, I'm on the top of a mountain. 
and she is just stoked. And then the rest of the troop comes up and they are like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. And then you hear one girl just shout, we are definitely eating snack here. And I was like, girl, I relate. Like, I want to eat snack here too, because that's why we do this is we, we hike to snack and <laughs> not really, we decide for snacking and views. Courtney will probably second me on that. So just, just being able to experience that for the first time for that girl was just amazing and giving her the opportunity to be like, okay, you take the lead. Like you go first. Um, it was one of the best memories ever. And it was right after we started being able to meet in person again due to the pandemic, you know, the restrictions. So it was just like, wow, what a great way to be out again with everybody. And then another one that comes to mind with an adult is when we were summoning Katahdin at our camp adventures in the summertime. And we've made it through some of the toughest part of the trail and like this really, you know, big incline of all the rocks. Um, if you're familiar with it, it's called the saddle and it's, it's not super fun. Um, it's got a lot of rocks and steep and we get there and we've got a lot of false summits coming up. So you think you're close to the summit, you think you see it, but you know, there's a few more humps that you got to get over, but we're, we're there, we're in this stretch, you know, the, the last game of the stretch and she's just, you know, slowing down and she's just like, I don't think I can do it. And I was like, that's, you know, that's fine. And I hung back and we were just talking, you know, like what's going on and how you feeling and stuff. But I was just like, look back to where, you know, you just came from. Like that is the toughest part. And we've made it here this far. I think that we can do it. And we're sharing stories of like some tough times that we've had. And part of the group is, you know, still going ahead of us and that's fine. They've slowed down, but you know, there was, she didn't feel rushed and she eventually was like, yeah, let's go, let's keep going. And we, I went at her pace and we stuck together and she summited. And after she summited, she was just like, thank you. I wouldn't have done it without you. And just hearing that is just amazing. And that brings it back to that perspective of like, you know, what I'm thinking, oh, we're almost there was keeping her back. And just hearing her thank me is just like, you did this. Like, I didn't, I didn't carry you up the mountain. I mean, <laughs> like you did this. And that's what I don't think that a lot of people realize is that, um, we might be there and we might say, yeah, let's do this. Like whether it be climbing a mountain or going outside to do like an adventure or lifting a rock to look for bugs, but they're doing it. Like nobody is forcing them to do it. We give them that encouragement, we guide them. And then they find that inner leader to get there. And I think those are the moments that are beautiful. It's just, they don't, they don't even realize what's happened, but it's great to get the credit sometimes, but no, it's not me. It's, it's you. And so those are probably my two most memorable moments, um, of working from with the girls and, and the adults is that first time just, you know, guiding up these groups and seeing how they react and what they find as the most achieving, you know, the, that they've accomplished, but also what's terrifying and seeing them overcome those fears or just meet that goal is just that much more exciting. Yeah, I could see why you love your job. I mean, to see that wonderment um, in the the kids' eyes and and to help them to have those, like to get over those um, those challenging moments and reach their goals. So yeah, good for you. I, those were both of you, like ladies. I love those um, those memories. And so, what I would like to ask you, Courtney is what is the most important thing that you've learned by being a volunteer with the Girl Scouts? It actually kind of piggybacks on what Kayla was just talking about. It, I love helping encourage others to learn and try new things. Uh, it's, it's okay to step outside of your comfort zone every once in a while. 
and and most often growth comes from when we're just a little bit uncomfortable. But with that uncomfortableness, you know, if, if that's not a word, then it is now because I made it one. Um, exactly. our, our girls and our adults are offered these opportunities in a safe and supported environment. And I really think that's that's my favorite thing that I've learned what Girl Scouts is all about. It's there will always be support there to help you if you need it. And, and I really I absolutely love being able to be part of the learning facilitators that do that for our adults, but also as a troop leader and being able to be that support and that encouragement for my girls, no matter what the activity, be it indoors, outdoors, or in life in general. Yeah, that's, that's a good feeling, I bet. You know, I mean, when when you can say that and when you see that you've mentored or made a difference, that's like, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what life, really, at the end of the day, that's a big, huge part of what life's all about, at least in my in my book. And Kayla, what words of wisdom would you like to impart to the Daughters of Change that are out there listening today? Oh, that's tough. Um, I think to keep it simple is that it's okay to unplug. We, you know, if something's not working or we find something's glitchy, like maybe even parts of this, you know, the podcast when we were recording is, you know, you, you unplug an electronic and plug it back in to see if it's working and if it might get that charge back. Um, so it's okay to do that. And whether it be outside, which I'm going to say, get outside, um, or whether it be simply, you know, getting, going to sit on a bench and enjoy that outdoor air. Cause Courtney mentioned it earlier. It's so good for our mental and physical health or just, you know, taking the time away from the screens and being in your thoughts and just enjoying that moment, live in the now. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things I, I can see everybody benefiting from today, uh, no matter the age. And then to kind of piggyback off of some of the things we talked about today is just one step at a time. So if you are looking to get out and unplug, it's okay to take it one step at a time. And it's not a race. It's a marathon. So just go as fast as the slowest in the group and enjoy it. Enjoy every moment. Nice. Nice. I like that. And Courtney, same question. Get outside and go play. Let the outdoors be your playground. Short and simple. Awesome. Yeah. Like we used to do when we were kids, right? Mm -hmm. And now before we sign off on the podcast, I do want to ask um, how people listening can help support the outdoors programs. So what I'd like to first start with you, Kayla, and ask, how can people listening support the outdoor programs and what you do, uh, you know, here in Maine, definitely, or just in general, um, if they live in another uh, part of the country or world where the Girl Scouts are present? Get involved. So um, you mentioned even if they're across the the country um, or in the world. I mean, there, we have lots of virtual programs. And while you don't necessarily connect virtual to the outdoors, uh, a lot of the skills that we talk about with progression can start, you know, face to face over a video of talking about how do we plan for something or just talking about different specialties. And so if you have experience in the outdoor specialty like fishing or biking or anything there's maintenance that goes into the setup those things so you could do that virtually but also um if you're not if you're right here and you're local um get involved volunteer uh support your local troops so if you know that there's a girl selling something ask her what her goal is because oftentimes she's looking for that free week to camp 
um, to, to sell so many different things. But, you know, there are opportunities if you don't want to be a troop leader to get involved and just share something that you're passionate about. And of course, I'm going to talk about the outdoors. So if you are into fishing or biking or hiking um, or anything outside, talk to us because we would love to have you offer some type of program for the girls. And if you don't maybe have a specialty or if you've got some old gear you're looking to get rid of, talk to us and maybe donate it because there's lots of reasons that we can't get outside. And sometimes it's often the gear for some girls and having those resources. And so there's lots of different ways. Um, but yeah, just, you know, you can find us on our website at girlscouts.org. And as Courtney's mentioned, I touch upon, there's lots of different trainings and ways that you know, we can talk to you to make you feel comfortable offering something. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to mention, we'll make sure that in the show notes that there's a link to the Girl Scouts of Maine website. And as Kayla said, girlscoutsofmaine.org. We'll also have a link to just Girl Scouts USA, which is girlscouts.org. So we'll make sure those links are there. So if you're not in a position right now to have written that down, don't worry about it. Just look at those show notes and the link is with you. And Courtney, I'd like to ask you a similar question is, you know, in your opinion, how can people help support uh, the work you do as a volunteer or become more involved as a volunteer? Absolutely. Uh, even someone like Kayla had mentioned, if you have an outdoor experience and, and you want to share that with our girls, I know as a volunteer, as a troop leader, we're always like looking for someone to come and speak. You know, it can be through Zoom now. It can be outdoors at an activity site, anything like that. Um, we really look look forward to, to individuals helping out our, our troops that way. But come join the fun. Uh, come be a part of helping to promote the growth of positive, healthy experiences in the outdoors. Uh, sign up to be a volunteer. Come check out Camp Adventures. And both our regular Camp Adventures in August, as well as our Chilling Out edition in February, uh, come see what it's all about. Because as grown-ups, it is acceptable to have some fun, too. So cool. And so really, if somebody is listening to this and they live in California or Peru or Ireland and they would like to be a speaker and talk to the girls in Maine, they could reach out to Kayla on the website or they could reach out uh, right through the website. So, yeah. And if you're in Maine, all the better, you know, hands on. But you can do it virtually now. As we all know, we're all Zoom, we're all Zoomophobes, not Zoomophobes, although we might be. Zuma files? Would that be right? Zoom experts. <laughs> <laughs> Before we sign off, do either one of you have any last words? Thank you for having us. Thank you for, for speaking about and, and bringing light to the importance of our adult adventures in the outdoors and why it's important to our, our younger girls. Definitely. February 4th through the 6th, you can join Camp Adventures Chilling Out. We'll be at Camp Pondicherry, and then in August, stay tuned for our Camp Adventures for Grown Ups, the you know summer edition, where we'll be outside of Baxter State Park. So, save those dates, and registration for Grown Ups Chilling Out is just a, a week or so away. With much gratitude and thanks, I want to recognize our sponsor for the Passion to Action campaign, the First National Bank, whose strong tradition of service extends beyond their walls by dedicating resources to identify and fund critical areas of community need in their market areas. This includes programs that enhance the quality of life, instill pride, 
and promote important initiatives, including education and youth, health and human services, civic and community development, and culture and the arts. Thank you, First National Bank.